lot of the um, research is showing, you know, things change, but right now it's about 64 to 68% effective. Oh, that's good. And even where I work, there have been several reversals with babies being born. So. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I am Mallory, and this is a podcast not like other podcasts. We don't just talk about culture. We change culture. I am super excited about this episode. It is highly anticipated. Um, our, our guest today is someone who is going to be talking about a topic that I knew, like, really quick background, you guys. Like, I remember when Roe overturned, and I remember thinking, this is great. Yay, yay, yay. And then I'm thinking, okay, pills are going to be next. Like, exciting that we got this, but pills are going to be next. And I listened to this podcast. It was actually by NPR, I'm pretty sure. And they investigated some of these websites that are selling the pills. And these are like, lib- this is a liberal web, uh, liberal program. And they were talking about how like some of the sites, they inter- like they investigated like seven different sites and five of those sites were owned by the same person in like Russia. So all that to say, I knew this was going to be a topic that we would need to be discussing. I had no idea like between then and now, for example, CVS and Walgreens, the issue going there. Um, I had no idea we'll get to this extent, but I really, really wanted someone to come on that could talk a little bit about it. that's kind of pretty much in the system that knows that is seeing things happening that um is well versed on kind of the medical side of that too so i'm really excited to have kim on today and she is the nurse manager at palmetto women's center and for those that don't know palmetto palmetto women's center is um a pregnancy resource center in rock hill they are the last pretty much the last stop before people get to Charlotte. So, and Charlotte, as you guys know, has the biggest abortion facility in the Southeast. We've talked about that before. Um, so this center is very, very important. It's big. It's beautiful. They do a lot of great work. Um, anyway, let's just get into this. Kim, thank you so much for coming on. Um, can you give us a little bit of your medical background? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yes. Hi, nice to see you. Um, so I've been a nurse. I went to school later in life. Um, I was a cardiac rehab nurse for six years. And then I was first for one year. <laughs> and then um, through COVID, when all that happened, my job at the hospital was, you know, ended. We were on furlough and then it was ended. And then a volunteer at Palmetto Women's Center and they needed nurses. And so I applied for the nurse job and I got it. So I've been there almost three years. Nice. That's great. I just also want to point out, you guys, um, some of the, I think 
at this point, most pregnancy resource centers, I will say not all, they do have certified nurses on staff. And that's huge. That is something that, you know, Planned Parenthood and the escorts, all of them always talk about. There's nobody there that's qualified. Yes, there are people. And Kim is the perfect example. She is a nurse that is on staff and that is ready and willing to help women. So um, what made you want to start working at Palmetto Women's Center? Well, I was going to start volunteering. Um, I'd heard about it through the community that they needed nurses to volunteer. So I had signed up to volunteer and then COVID hit. <laughs> so that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. And so um, when my hospital job ended, I thought, well, I'll have plenty of time to volunteer. So I reached out to volunteer probably mid the summer of 2020. And then they said, that'd be great. And then they offered me a job. And so, oh, because I've always been pro-life. And so it just seemed like a good fit. And um, I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. So what made you be pro-life? Was there like a moment or had you kind of just always been this? I've always been, I've just always been pro-life. I think growing up with my family and going to church, it was just always, Mm -hmm. you know, we're pro-life. And of course, as I got older, I realized what that was, and I'm always yeah. pro life. You know, I just, I just feel life is important at any stage. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. So, um, let's see. I want to ask you a couple questions. So, I asked uh, you guys listening. I asked you guys what are some questions. Um, I want to get to a couple questions about just the. <clears throat> Um, center first and then really get into the pill. So the first question I want to ask about the center is what are some of the reasons that you're seeing that people are coming in? Because I think there's a misconception. Some people think that everyone coming in uh, is just, you know, uh, sleeping around and just doesn't want these consequences. Or people think that everyone coming in has this big, crazy story of um, that's really sad, which we know that there's some and in between, but what, or at your center specifically, what are some of the reasons that people are coming in? Um, well, there's a variety of reasons. You know, a lot of women are coming in to get a free pregnancy test and an ultrasound, maybe because they don't have insurance and they just want to, you know, get that test. A lot of women are coming in because they want to find out how far along they are because maybe they are considering abortion. And so that's a way to find out, am I pregnant? And find out how far along they are if they do an ultrasound. Um, and so there's a lot of reasons why women come, um, but mostly they're, they think they're pregnant and they take tests at home, but they want to come and be, um, have it confirmed by, you know, positive test and then ultrasound. Okay. Um, and I just thought of this question. So on the sidewalk in Charlotte, we sometimes see people coming from like, Texas, even um, Louisiana, I'm trying to think of some of the other license plates, Uh, Georgia. Do you guys sometimes get those people coming in too, or is it typically like South Carolina, North Carolina people? South and North Carolina. I would say now we do get people, a lot of college students, you know, who are, yeah. but um, we just get mostly, I would say local, local people. I mean, in an hour, maybe. I mean, that's, Okay. You know, the records of that. But from what I'm seeing, I don't see anybody traveling, you know, long distances to come see us. Okay. Well, I, yeah, that makes sense. I was also thinking, like, 
I mean, I don't know how we would do this. This is just me thinking out loud since we're on the topic. But if people are coming to get the abortion, if there was a way they could stop, like have a stop at the center. But anyway, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But I was just curious if people ever stop. Yeah, they come to see us knowing they're going to have an abortion in Charlotte. But they have to come. They want to find out how far along they are because that depends on how how much their abortion is going to cost. Mm, okay. So a lot of okay. them will um, come just to find out how far along am I, because a lot of them don't know. Okay. And what are the age ranges? Are you thinking um, usually come through there? You think you know everybody has an image in their head, but we have teenagers to thirties and forties. I mean, it's wide range. If you can get pregnant, we're going to see you know that age group. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, um, I want to get into main reason why you're here is to talk to abortion pill and abortion pill reversal. Um, and before that, before I get to the questions that you guys submitted, I want to just talk about really quick. There are different types of abortions. I was going to go over um, all of them, but I, I don't think that's really pertinent because I think we'll just do separate episodes for that. But I want to talk. So we're going to be talking about abortion pill. Um, what people can take. And this is something that if you've seen Unplanned um, in the movie, Abby Johnson takes it. This is a pill that you get from a Planned Parenthood or an abortion facility. There are also types of abortions um, that are D&C and D&E and uh, other, you know, there's other types. And that's not what we're going to be talking about this episode. And this type, typically you have to be within a certain range you're supposed to be i'll say that you're supposed to be within a certain range um to take the pill so these are people who um because i know that when we talk about abortion we have to talk about the fact that sometimes they have to crush a baby's skull they have to rip limbs apart things like that that's not what we'll be talking about this episode um it's so absolutely horrific and we'll discuss that later but that this is going to be a different type of an abortion that happens i just wanted to clarify that so okay um first thing is can you kind of explain what does the abortion pill do okay so the abortion pill sometimes it's called chemical abortion or medical abortion and it's usually a two-step process so um you know somebody would go in get yeah, the doctor, well, you know, let's just say they're just getting a pill. We'll say how they're getting it. We'll just say how it works. Um, the first pill is called mifepristone. And what that does is it stops and it blocks progesterone from being produced in a pregnant woman's body, which that is a normal hormone, progesterone, that's produced when you're pregnant. You know, if women don't have progesterone, they'll miscarry. But what mifepristone does it on purpose blocks that action of progesterone. So what that happens then is the baby basically dies because you're starving the baby of what it needs to survive. Okay, so then usually, um, and then the woman will take that pill there and then she's given a bag of pills and she'll take like the next day, um, next two or three days. And it's um, called mesoprostol and it's another set of pills. And what that does is that causes cramping, bleeding, basically you're contracting to get the baby out because it has to come out. So you're expelling the baby. Um, You never know when that's going to happen. You don't know 
how you're going to do, but you're doing this at your home. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of things. Scary. And you may see yeah. some women, you know, see their baby. Some don't want to see it, but I mean, it has to come out. So, I mean, that's basics of what it is. So just to clarify and kind of to simplify it. So when everyone, so this is an episode, you guys, that I really want you guys to share with people. And it's also like a teaching episode. So to kind of layman's terms, the first pill, it kills the baby. And then the second pill expels the baby. Um, and okay. So you said that, so in between, so after you take the first pill, how long do you take? The second pill, how long after that? It's usually taken at home between 6 and 40 hours. It just depends on okay. the directions. It may depend on how far along you are. You know, that's just up to when they give you the directions what to do. But it's usually okay. usually. You know, everything. And then, so then um, in, in between that time, you have no idea when, but the baby will come out. Um, Take the second set of pills, which causes Okay. You don't know when that'll happen. It could happen. It wow. could happen. You know, who knows? Who knows how long it could last? But once you take the second pill, that's the pill um, that's going to cause all those contractions and um, cause the baby to be expelled. Okay. Um, I had another question that it wasn't written down. I can't remember it, but I'll get back to it, hopefully. So what, do you know the percentage of abortions that are from the pill? There's not an exact number. Um, it's, it's an estimate. And, um, you know, they say about a little over half of abortions in America are by the pill. Okay. That's okay. That's a okay. lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge number. And it also, oh, I remember what I was going to say now, um, but I'll say it in a second. But it also makes you think, like, we know that I believe it's one in three women are going to have an abortion statistically. So it also makes you think, like, how many times, you know, your friend cancels on you. Is she hurting? Or, you know, your coworker doesn't show up because um, she just calls in sick, has something happen, and she's at home. Because I'm sure most people are not broadcasting which i think is one of the dangers of making it so easily accessible um because you know women can get hurt your child is hurting um so i'm sure it's not people aren't broadcasting it so it just makes you think like who is actually at home hurting from this exactly because especially if you've seen um happy johnson's movie unplanned it's not just this okay take this pill like, it's not like tylenol right. you take tylenol and oh gosh you feel so much better you go about your day everything's fine it's not like that at all and i think that when people are talking about it online when pro aborts are recommending it to people they're not really explaining like this is a serious it's a serious thing this isn't something to laugh about this isn't something that is going to be simple um what I wanted to interject with really quick was I was watching this program on Vice. And Vice, as we know, is a leftist, they're pro-abortion, um, slanted source. And this was supposed to be, I guess it was supposed to be like a dig at pro-lifers for making abortion hard. But really, to me, it just showed that, uh, well, anyway, I'll just tell what happened. Um, so the girl is doing, she went to Mexico, the like news reporter person. 
she went to Mexico to get some pills um, from abortion pills from pharmacies. And she went to like three different pharmacies and all three pharmacies gave her different instructions. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's kind of scary because and it, it was just like some random guy like behind. Like, it was like, you guys, it was like if you go to like Walgreens, not even Walgreens, because you have to have a prescription. It was like if you go to a, a bodega and you're just like, hey, I need an abortion pill. And the guy, all right, here you go, ma'am what are the instructions well you know i think you uh you take one one guy said you take one and then like 48 hours take another one another guy said you take one and then you take it like every two hours the next day so she gave um he gave her a lot of them so one that my point is um it's so you can't just get these pills from whoever and like follow whatever instructions it's very very dangerous well and everybody's different and you know it says from six to 48 hours, well, everybody's different, you know, maybe right. Maybe you need more, you know, so that's why it's just so vague, really. Yeah. And are, are they approved by the, they are approved by the FDA. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm curious. Hmm. I'm, I would like to do more research on like, how did this, how did that happen? If there's such a variation and also to six to 48 hours, that's a huge window. That, that's like, you know, half the day versus two days from now. That's oh, a huge I, I think it just depends on the doctor and women need to remember, maybe your friend did have an abortion with the pill and she did fine. Well, you may not, I mean, everybody's different. You can't, not everybody's going to respond the same way. Right. So why do you think they're being pushed in pharmacies right now? Because they went from not being allowed to be so easily accessible. You had to go make an appointment. You had to do the ultras. Some states you have to do an ultrasound. You have to do all this stuff. Now you can just hop online, get your, uh, and this is true, you guys. This is factual. Uh, we'll link some websites that have discussed this. You can hop online, get a prescription from someone in Norway then that person will send your prescription to a place in Germany and then Germany will send the like script to your Walgreens and then you'll have the prescription. So how, why do you think they're making it so easily accessible? I, it's a hard question because, you know, why is Planned Parenthood giving up their, you know, big money maker? You know, I don't know. I do, yeah. We just have a culture that doesn't value life and that's pretty, yeah. The bottom line. I think we just have a culture that wants to do what it wants to do, and we don't care about life, so nobody cares. And I'm sure the farmers are mm-hmm. making money, but I think it's just our culture. Okay, yeah. Because I just, for the life of me, I just don't understand yeah. because the people who are in charge know. I will say some of the escorts, I can, I can, under, I can uh, fathom that they might not know that how terrible it is what such a terrible idea this is i can fathom that because they're already being lied to they're not but the people high up they know fda that's approving it they they know mm-hmm. so i for the, i just don't understand how something so dangerous whether you are listening to this and you're pro-life or pro-choice or pro-abortion you have to understand like making it so easily accessible is going to be dangerous yeah. it's also going to be dangerous because people i mean i mentioned it earlier people are also not going to tell anyone mm-hmm. i in my head i'm just imagining girls going because they're like oh this is going to be so much easier i don't have to tell anybody so they're doing it and then you know they're taking it and 
people are wondering, oh, why didn't she come to the party? And unfortunately, Mary Sue is like bleeding out in her bathroom because of a complication. And I'm like, they have to know that that's a possibility. But they still. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the dangers? We've kind of already talked about this, but is there any other dangers that you're thinking of about buying them online? Okay. So the abortion pill is up to 10 weeks. That is if a woman knows her last minute period. What if, you know, these women, they get a positive test. What if the test is wrong? What if they're having a miscarriage? What if the baby is ectopic? What if it's not dangerous? Mm. What if they're further along than 10 weeks? There's so many reasons. What if they have an underlying health problem? What if they have an undiagnosed STD, STI? And they have, and they do that. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong with making it so easy to get these pills. Yeah. I didn't even think of the fact, uh, well, kind of like what you said, the ectopic pregnancy. Because if you have an ectopic pregnancy, you need to have the baby removed immediately. And taking a pill, those pills are not going to help. The abortion pill is not going to change that. You're still going to be pregnant. It's just going to be in another place. And you may think you're okay, and then it could be a life-threatening situation. Yeah. Wow. And I think that, um, once again, I just don't understand why this didn't cross the powers that be's mind. I guess it did cross their minds, and they just didn't care. Um, okay, so we've talked about the abortion pill. And I think everybody, we kind of get the gist of it. We get, we understand what it does. We understand how dangerous it is. We understand, unfortunately, the easy accessibility. So let's talk about someone has taken the first um, pill that is pronounced. I can't pronounce it. Can you pronounce it for me? Yes, that word. Um, And (laughs) they are like, they have decided it's within the six to 48 hours that, um, they're supposed to take the other one. They have decided, you know what? I have made a huge mistake. I should not have done this. There is now something that can be done. Can you talk a little bit about the abortion pill reversal? Yes. So the abortion pill reversal, um, you can, people can research different, you know, who's, who figured it all out, but basically the abortion pill reversal is progesterone. So if a woman has taken that first pill and she immediately changes her mind or she realizes I made a mistake. There is a number called um, the abortion pill reversal hotline number. Okay. And that phone number is on that website, abortionpillreversal.com. But I can tell I will link all of this, everybody. Don't worry. I will link it. So there's a, it's called APR hotline number. So she can call this APR hotline number that she can call anytime, 24-7. And a nurse will answer her phone call find out where she lives, just ask all the important questions, and then she will find a pregnancy center that's in network to do these reversals and try to get her connected with that pregnancy center. And then she, and usually, you know, it's in her area. She'll go to the pregnancy center. um, She'll have a pregnancy test and ultrasound to confirm, you know, what's going on. And then she'll be given progesterone as directed by the medical director. And progesterone is a very safe medication been around for over 50 years. Doctors use it all the time in pregnancy. Um, sometimes women who miscarry a lot maybe may need more progesterone, so it's very safe. And so they're given that medication, and um, 
I want to say the number, the, the sooner the better. 72 hours is kind of like the cutoff, but even if a woman has been longer than 72 hours, she's still encouraged to call that number because you never know. Yeah. But it has to be before she takes that second pill that causes the cramping. Okay. I'm glad you also mentioned um, that it's just progesterone. I could not say that word. I'll just call it Um it is really good she mentioned that because I've actually had someone say when I was like recommending it to somebody, I had an escort say, Oh, it's not FDA approved. It's just this horror. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and, you know, as another person who actually asked the question, um, she said that that had happened to her too, that someone told her it's not FDA approved. You shouldn't recommend it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm glad that you talked about how it's just a common, it's common. And I actually know someone yeah. who had to take some um, just for, because, she went to a fertility doctor and they um, recommended more for yeah. her. So I'm really glad that we got to the bottom of like, what is it exactly? Um, so anyone listening, if someone says that to you, it's just, a, it's a common, it's common. It's a common thing and people take it all the time. Right. <laughs> so that's great. Um, do you know the success rate? Like between when someone takes it, what's kind of the success rate? Well, a lot of the, um, Research is showing, you know, things change, but right now it's about 64 to 68% effective. Oh, that's good. And even where I work, there have been several reversals with babies being born. So nice. That's good. It doesn't work, but they tried, but sometimes it does. And if you go to that website, you'll see some amazing stories. Nice. Mm -hmm. 60-something is a really... So in my head, I was thinking, to be honest, the first time I heard of this, I was like, that sounds really far-fetched. Maybe 30-something percent. Um, And like you said, like the more... I'm like, that's a really good number. That's a really good number. Yeah. Okay, let's see. How... We already talked about how long. And so can you remind us one more time, like, where do people... How do you get this pill? The progesterone. You yes. get it from now. Most pregnancy centers. I only know what ours does, so I can only. But yeah. usually, this pregnancy center will give it to the patient free, uh, a week's worth for free, and then she'll usually follow up with her insurance, um, and then get in with a doctor, and then you know things will start going from there. But yeah, I know our center. We provide it free for a week. Okay, good, good. So it's easily accessible, pretty much. Easily accessible. Um, that was another question. Someone was asking, like, how accessible is it if they need it immediately? And it sounds like all you do, call the number, they'll connect you with the PRC, yeah. and they'll immediately try to get it to you right it away. It is a prescription, but, you know, we have, you know, medical director oversight. So, I mean, that's how we get it. You know, we don't just give it out. It's still... Right. But... You know, with the oversight of a medical director, different pregnancy resource centers have signed up. And so we have to go through a lot of protocols. You don't just show up and get, you know, ask for, you know, it's a big process. There's a lot of things we want to make sure the patient's safe, but it, it's really a neat, thorough process. And that's good, too. That is also reassuring. Yes. That you guys aren't, someone comes up and says, I need progesterone. Um, and then you're like, oh, here, here are some pills. That's, yeah, that's very, very, I mean, we are a medical um, facility. We are medical professionals and we don't, that's just, we work very professionally. 
that's good because you know one of the arguments people say oh these aren't real they're not nobody there is actually medically um yeah that's good and (laughs) that's great um about a year and a half ago we had someone on the podcast everybody should listen to this episode i think it's episode 115 behind the scenes of planned parenthood and our guests worked for planned parenthood and told us there were times where um she so she was just supposed to be admin they would ask her to go to the back and like do an ultrasound she's not certified for any of that stuff and let me tell everyone listening i can i would put money on it there is not a single pregnancy resource center that something like that will happen and everybody there that will be working with you is going to be qualified everyone has their license up to date the main reason is because people are expecting them to do it wrong so you have to always be on your on your p's and q's when they're waiting for you to fail so i can i can guarantee that no you're not going to have an experience like that at a pregnancy resource center planned parenthood i mean you can do the research there's um her name uh, the lady who we spoke to is not the only person who's done something like that. Like, there are Planned Parenthoods that do that all the time. That is actually very common. That's what she was telling us. It was very common. Um, but you're not going to get that. We are thoroughly trained. The nurses are thoroughly trained in limited ultrasounds. Um, it, yeah. And we work hard for what we do. And we don't take it lightly. And we are very, very professional. Oh, I love that. That's And that's so important. Yeah. And that's also, just quick segue, then we'll get back to the questions. But that's also really reassuring to know that when you are going to a place, they have um, high level of care, people there are qualified, and especially when you're in that, like, high stress situation. So if you're listening and you're going to take one of your friends to a pregnancy resource center or you just meet a random lady on the sidewalk or, you know, just – I way to reassure them is like the people there really they're qualified they care they take what they do very seriously because it is serious they want to care for you as well as your child that's exactly right so that's just like a plug for prcs um okay and then so three more questions the Third, well, the first question is, what are some things that we can do to support our local PRCs? I want everyone listening to, once this episode is done, Google where your closest PRC is and call them up. Call them up to volunteer, donate, or whatever. So what exactly should they be asking the local PRC, or what do you know most PRCs are, like, looking for? Well, prayer is definitely number one. We need prayer just for protection and... um that's always a, a big thing. Volunteering is is amazing. Volunteers are the backbone of a pregnancy resource center. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're a nonprofit. We can't afford to pay every single person that right <laughs> that helps. So volunteering is we love our volunteers. So if you've got one day a week to give, we would that'd be awesome. So they, I know they love volunteers, and of course donations. You know, money is what. You know, that's how we are. We have to operate with money. But God has provided for us. Um, we've never had to beg. God has just given. We're just so blessed above and beyond. But prayers, volunteering, and just spreading the word of, you know, what we do to help, you know, pregnant women. No, well, that's great. Um, before the final big question that we asked everybody, I want to ask you, we've kind of been, this has been a really good episode. I like that it's 
shorter some episodes we just talk forever and ever but i like that this is short and concise we got to the root of the problem what we can do i like that um but it has kind of been sad can you tell us an uplifting story about something that has happened at the center so we had a woman come in who had had she was from another state and it just moved to the area during the covid time okay (laughs) surgical abortions in her previous state um, where she lived, and she came in. She had, I think her little boy was like three years old, maybe two or three, and she just wanted to know how far along she was because she wanted an abortion. I mean, it was, that was all. And as we always do, we do a pregnancy test. We talk to her. We ask to do an ultrasound. You know, we don't force anybody <laughs> to get an ultrasound. They have to sign a consent. So we, we did the ultrasound. She was like, yes, I want to know how far along I am so I know what to do. So we go in there and we do the ultrasound and I, I want, I'm not sure. I want to say she was like 10, 11 weeks, you know, the baby was moving around and she was just staring at the screen. And so afterwards, just like we do, we let them get, we come back in and talk with them, answer their questions. And we have these little baby models. You know, I don't know if you've seen them, like it shows the different stages of development, like yes. eight weeks, you know, and she just walked over there while she, while I had walked out, she was getting dressed and she was holding them in her hands and just looking at them. And she, I'm not kidding you, she had tears and she said, if I would have known this, things may have been different. I mean, it broke wow. She'd never seen the ultrasounds before with her first two abortions. She did not know. I mean, you know, I don't know about with her baby that she had, you know, but she was just in tears. I wish I had known y'all years ago. She is amazing. She ended up having her baby. She's she's donated to our center. She has wow. heard about what we've done for her. And she is so thankful because now she's got a precious second little boy. And Aww. it's been a blessing because I know we make a difference. We're here to help. We're here to show you life. But we're not here to make your, your decision. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I also too, it just makes me remember that that's why we have to continue to tell the truth because people don't know. Because those of us, I'm sure a lot of people listening, myself, you, we know these things because it's like, how do people not know? But people, they don't know. They do not know. And they're not going to know if we don't tell them. We have to continue to say something. We have to continue to spread the truth. Wow. Well, I'm happy to hear that. That's great. Oh, that's a good note to end it on. I have a lot of good stories like that. So it does do a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, So our last question, we asked all the guests that come on. um, And the question is, if every single girl in the entire world (laughs) was looking at you right now, what is some advice? What is something that you would tell them? And it doesn't have to be abortion related. It could, it can be, um, or it could even be like someone said to just be kind to people, something like that. Anything that you want to say? Well, I will say, and this could apply to abortion. It could apply to anything. And it's a saying that I heard about a year ago, actually. And I wrote it down because it was so, so neat. It said, don't make a permanent decision based Mm. on temporary circumstances, which a lot of people have heard that. But, you know, I'm 55 years old. I know that life can look really bleak, but then in a year it can 
turn around and things can turn around in a minute, you know, yeah. you just have to be so bad. And um, I just think if girls would just think about, don't make a permanent decision with something that's going to change. Yeah. So, wow. You know, <laughs> no, that's good. That's. And I think if we all just take a second to like, think about that, cause you're right heard that a thousand times yeah. like yeah of course yeah. but if you take a second to think about that and like actually apply mm-hmm. that in every decision you're making I think we not just abortion like you said but we can make a huge like we can avoid so many mistakes because yeah. I know I have struggled with that like sometimes I'll be upset about something and I'll <laughs> make this split decision and then realize you know what that was not smart of me yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. This was a fantastic episode. Um, abortionpillreversal.com. Is there any other websites or resources that you would recommend? That one is amazing. Abortionpillreversal.com. It has the hotline number, which um, 877-558-0333. It's on there. That's really a very good resource for um, anything you need to know about the abortion pill reversal. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. Um, also to leave a comment, um, let us know, um, if you have any more questions in, on this topic, because this is going to be an ongoing conversation that we're going to have on the podcast throughout the year. Um, this is just the first one that we're having specifically on this topic. I do want this to be an ongoing conversation because I want us to continue to talk about this to continue to be the truth. So if you have more questions, you can leave a comment. If there's, um, anything that you know that you want to add to the conversation, leave that as well. Um, and if you enjoyed the episode, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, however you're listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, a five-star review actually is recommended. Um, and then just write a quick little, this was good and informative. And this is a really good episode to have in your just linked on your notes app. When you're having a conversation with any of your friends, um, about, this topic i think this will be a good episode to just show people um kim was very straight to the point she discussed what it is because some, once again people do not know people do not know so yeah everybody thank you so much for listening and everybody have a good day however whenever you're listening bye everybody Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.